0: everybody say this nothing less than double nothing less than double nothing less than double double. now I want you to get that deep in your spirit because when we're talking about Bethel 2.0 which isn't just about the church it is all about the church 100% about the church why? because you are the church So you got to understand, you are the bride of Christ. You are the sons and daughters of God. You are His church, His people, His tribe in this earth. You could have been born in any other time. You could have been born in any other dispensation. But God chose to birth you in this time, in this dispensation. So therefore, He has a great, great uh, dream and vision for you that I'm going to share with you today that I believe is bigger than you could ever imagine. If we could only get a glimpse of the way God sees us, if we could just get a glimpse of the vision he has for you and I, if we could just get a glimpse of the potential that he put in you before time began. Now, as we talk about taking our quantum leap, supernatural advancement of quantum leap into 2020, as you go into this 2.0 time in your life, I want to share a testimony with you. Could you bring, come on up here, Miss Sherry. She just got a great report this Wednesday. She and I have been praying and believing for something. And I want her to share it with you. Amen. Praise God. And before she shares this with you, let, let me read the scripture for this year. Ephesians 2, 3, 20 and 21. To him who is able to do what? Exceedingly. Abundantly above all we ask or think. Say ask or think. So it tells us we're not asking for enough. If we're not asking for more than we can even imagine, we're not asking for enough. He said that. He is the one that what? Says now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think, according what? To the power that works in God. In us, you are the treasure in earthen vessels. His spirit lives in you. Greater is he who what is in you than he who is in this world. We've said it for over 20 years here. What's happening in you is greater than what? What's happening to you. Why? Because a spirit that sets the standard in the earth is living in every child of God. to him be glory. It means manifest, manifest, show, manifest the presence. Where? In the church. Now the church is not a building or a property. I want you to say that, say, I am the church. I am the church. See, I want you to get that revelation. You are, you don't go to church, you is the church. You don't just come to church you are the church. So therefore, the church is at your job. The church is in your place of education. The church is in your neighborhood. The church is in your bedroom, your bathroom, your family room. The church walks up and down your streets. The church rides in your car. Say I am the church. Mm. So this year, I'm believing that we as the church are going to have a minimum of a double impact on our community this year. Do you, can you believe that with me? To him be glory in the church by what? Christ Jesus to who? All generations. So this, this wasn't for 2,000 years ago only. Say all generations. So that includes me. Forever and ever, amen. Now, who is able? Him. Who is him? He, Christ, is able. And the potential is there. I might get to the spirit of the, of the Messiah, the anointing of the Messiah at the end of this. If I don't, I'll get to it next week. We'll just see how it flows. But I'm going to teach you today the difference between the Holy Spirit the paracletos, the one that was sent to us to comfort us, to be with us, to move, to operate, to now the spirit of the Messiah that we are supposed to operate in at this end time. So it's not that we just have one, but in the end time, and we I believe, anybody believe we're in their end times? We have both operated in us today. Hmm. Anyway, so everybody say nothing less than double. <laughs> and here's what I want you to get. Is that bigger than you can ask or think for for yourself? Come on. Come on. What's the limit of what you can ask? Well, we say that. That's all cute. And I appreciate my cheerleader because she's amazing. <laughs> she keeps us all going. But that's cute. But until you're the one diagnosed with a terminal illness, till it's your child that's addicted, till it's your job that comes to an end, till it's the last month in your home before they move you out. So I'm not asking you to be a cheerleader. I'm asking you to determine what's your limit. A lot of times you can tell the limit of your thinking by the way you ask. Well, Lord, if you can heal me of this, at least heal me long enough till my child graduates high school. Lord, if you can just heal me of this long enough till I could walk my daughter down the aisle. You know how many of those you see in time where people did make it just, they only had a few months to live and they make it several years, and then they pass away, right after they walk their daughter down the aisle or right after, what if they'd put their faith on that this thing will lead me and never come back? Now, I'm not putting anyone down because it's easy for me to say I've never had a terminal illness and will not in Jesus' name. But it, it's easy to, to say that when you're not the one in the fire. So the key is to begin to unlock your thinking and increase your asking before the tragedy or the trial comes. There's so many things with momentum, everybody say momentum, Momentum. that when there's momentum, if you notice when there's great momentum in your life, someone could do something that offends you but you just kind of blow it off. And it's big but you just don't even hardly remember it now. But if you didn't have momentum in your life, a little thing knocks you off to your knees, and you're just, "Oh God, why does everybody hate me and pick on me?" Right? See, momentum is key. Now, right now, there's momentum in Bethel. Let me help you. You are Bethel. I am Bethel. We are God's house. That's what it means, God's house. We are God's house. We are family. <clears throat> And when one of us is attacked, the other's attacked. So what I want to do is challenge you to really assess the limits of your belief, because that determines your future. You know, if you have that limited belief of, well, you know, you know, we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we just have enough to get by. That's your belief. That's what you'll have. We'll have just a little more than enough to get by. That's that's what you'll get. We don't have quite enough to get by, but we make it through. That's the way you live. Uh, We're going to live abundantly and blessed and not really just speak it, but believe it and take action. And guess what? You'll live abundantly and blessed. Some people have no problem making money, but are terrible in relationships and their marriages and families are a mess. Some people are great in relationships and terrible in their careers or money or planning or handling money. Some people are great in handling finances, career, and family, but terrible with their help. See, you've got to have all those to live a, a life of vitality. Right. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Say, Pastor's home. Pastor's home. i tell you, it's just such an honor to have a man of God like Pastor Mark when you're gone. I mean, you just, woo. Great job, man, great job, that's always, that's always. Everybody say, quantum leap of supernatural advancement through clarity, growth, and vitality. Say, nothing less than double. So I'm not putting a limit on you, on the top end. I'm putting that bottom end limit on you. I mean, double's pretty good, isn't it? Say, 2020, nothing less than double. Woo. Now, that revelation came in November of 2019 when we were celebrating the 20th year of Bethel. We came to the end of 1.0 Bethel, the first 20. God said, now it's 2.0, the second 20. So it has to be nothing less than double. Now, if you want to put your faith out double for the next 20 years, that's not really much. That's just kind of an average climb of a couple percent a year. No, you want double the first year. Say, I want it the first year. Well, to do that, you got to tap into the revelation. What is the revelation? It's the revealed word of God. It's the revealed word, a hidden word, or a word that wouldn't come forth unless it was spoken by God through written or through his spirit or his spirit operating through another believer. So a revelation is an uncovering of the mind and heart of God, an uncovering, a release of the voice of God, to release his purpose in the earth. Now, if God's going to get his purpose accomplished, how's it going to happen? His purpose can only happen happen through his church, through his sons and daughters. And he uses you and I to bring forth his purpose and his plan in the earth. Now, we see that Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 is, is our hallmark scripture for this year. It's the main one. And to do that, we're going to have to do what? We're going to have to change our thinking so we can change our asking. And that's the way we get nothing less than double. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what you think about yourself is what you are. But if you would begin to see yourself differently, then I, I remember, you know, I was a teenager at a ball game, and, and uh, you know, we weren't like even middle class, I guess. We were what people call that. We weren't a wealthy family by any means. And my, one of my older brother-in-laws said, my goodness, I was at the ball game. You just looked like some millionaire's kid walking around there. I said, well, thank you. I wasn't even saved then. I was a partier and everything, but people didn't all know everything about me. I just always had some, I told my mother when I was a freshman in high school riding down the road, I said, mama, you know I'm gonna be rich. She grinned. I said, no, mama, you know, I will be wealthy. She said, son, I don't doubt it. (laughs) Now, I'm not wealthy yet in finances, but I will be because I see myself that way. Because I see if I am then I can do so much more for the church. Just, just for instance, I just got a note, we had three people gave their life to Christ in our food bank here this morning. Let's celebrate that. <clears throat> what if we had a food bank in every city in Kentucky? That, does that just happen because you think about it or does it take money? Anyway. So it's not just about having something to be for your status you can't get any better than being a child of God but God wants his purpose done in the earth and he's got to do it through us and if we have limited thinking and we're just working our life away to get by and pay our used car off and you know our our house off and wow that's life then then what do we really do for God that's selfish if all you're doing is taking care of your stuff that's selfish it's not Christ-like Christ-like is to be able to give and abundantly bless those around us. Anyway. So whenever we're gonna walk in a revelation, every plan and every purpose God begins with by knowing who you are. If you don't know who you are, you will never discover his purpose and plan for your life, and you'll never have the thinking mentality The asking ability of faith to even begin to know it, let alone access it. See, we're not thinking big enough, but we're not asking big enough. So if if we want to move in to the purpose, the plan God has for our life, to be a true limit-breaking generation, my faith is is that we are a limit-breaking people. Whatever the limit is, break it. Next. Oh, that's a limit. Next. That's a limit. Next. You know, Pastor uh, Bishop Oyedipo, who, who is our covering in Africa, now has the largest church in the world. Uh, and people say, well, is this because they're in Africa. It's also the wealthiest church in the world. Their sanctuary, brand new sanctuary, moved in last year, seats 100,000 people in Nigeria. They fill it on Sundays over six times. You need to go on YouTube and watch somebody. It. It's amazing. But I thought, hey, our covering is no longer who it used to be. So if I want to walk in, a, why not go with the best? Why go with second or third or fourth? And God just hooked my spirit up and brought an opportunity to be connected to that ministry. So that's who you are connected with and covered Great church of faith and power. But he had said, you know, like, you know, you know, we could have stopped at 30,000. Thought, that's good ministry. Could have stopped at 100,000. Thought, got a 50,000 seat sanctuary. It's pretty cool. Could have stopped at 300,000. But he said, no, we choose to keep breaking limits. Chooses it over 600. You know how they count the people? They don't count them sitting in seats. They count them when they drive through the gates. They have gates before you can even get on the property, and they count them. They are the greatest educators. They put more education out. They have more secondary high schools and universities than the government does in Nigeria. They have a uh, 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 state-of-the-art library and stuff that rivals. It's bigger than than ORU because that was one his spiritual. about. It's just amazing what God's done. But it's because he's a limit breaker. I want you to say, I'm a, limit I'm a limit breaker. You know, the only thing limiting you is not the devil, not your circumstances. The only thing that limits you is what you believe. Well, I'll prove it to you. I won't go right there. Everything else sounds good. I'll, that's my limit. <laughs> For today, we'll fix it. Then I'll, be, I'll break that limit by next week, but today, that's the limit. <laughs> Amen. All things are possible to them that didn't say to them that ask, didn't say to them that desire, didn't say to them that want, didn't say to them that deserve it. All things are possible to who? Them that want. What? So, if all is all, does anybody believe all is all, and anything is a thing, all things are possible to who? Them that believe. So, what I need in my life is to break the limits of my belief. Belief. And if I can raise the standard of believing in me, like I believe for things now, I didn't believe for 10 years ago, 20 years ago, not definitely before I gave, came to Christ. I didn't even if I could even come to Christ. I wrestled that for several years. Why God would save somebody like me. Well, it's a limiting belief. It wasn't that I didn't want to come to Christ. Then it was like, well, if I come to Christ, I can't kick this habit. I can't stop doing what I'm doing. And that would be embarrassing to my family. So that kept me away. What was it? It's a limiting belief. You've you got to release the limits of your belief just to be born again. You, you know, if, you want, if you're a true believer, if you're believing and breaking limits, you're not slothful. Lazy. Oh, really? What's well, what Hebrews 6.12 says. That you be not, that you be not slothful but followers of them who, through faith and patience, inherits the promises. So if you're not lazy, you have hope. God is not a Christmas father. He's not the wish it would happen and, you know, write a letter to the North Pole. I'm not the answer to get what you need. I can be a conduit. I can be a vessel, just like you can be a conduit and a vessel for me and we can be that for one another. And God said he's already given it to you. By his stripes you were healed, 1 Peter 2.24. So whatever you're believing for, abundance, prosperity, healing, love, forgiveness, Whatever it is, peace, joy, unity, relationships, whatever it is, it's not out here. It's right here, here. So the only way you're gonna truly believe, you're gonna believe by working. If you don't take a step, you can't get there. You gotta take a step. People believe that breakthrough is when you work at something really hard and it happens. Breakthrough is when you get the momentum and take the first step. That's breakthrough. Because if you'll take the first step and stay with that breakthrough and build on it and build on it, the breakthrough is already finished. You just need to take step after step after step. But if you don't have the first step, you don't have breakthrough. Even salvation. Salvation takes a step nothing is free now i hit a couple things a couple weeks ago you. there's four things that i want to hit with you between this week and next to really take the limits off your believing to open you up to a quantum leap leap belief the first one i talked to you a little bit about being a limiting breaking see i want you to realize it's your heritage say it's my heritage As a child of God, my heritage is to be a limit breaker. Say it with me. As a child of God, my inheritance is to be a limit breaker. Does anyone believe Christ was a limit breaker? Didn't he say that we would not only do the things he had done, but even greater things than he? Didn't the Bible say that in Colossians that he's the firstborn among many brethren and we are the ones that inherit it? Ephesians one and two talks about our inheritance from Christ. He passed it on to you. That's what the new covenant is all about. So the first step to being a limit, living at limited breaking breaking heritage of Christ heritage of Christ that you are and that you have and that is yours is to walk and live by faith. Everybody say walk and live by faith. Walk. Hebrews eleven tells us in verse thirty two, and what more shall I say? The time would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, and who through faith, everyone say through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, <clears throat> escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, say out of weakness, were made strong. What would Paul say? When I am weak, I'm actually strong. Waxed, valued in fight, turned to flight the armies of aliens of others. The key to living by, operating by, walking by faith in every area of your life is you got to take a step. And you won't take a step unless you believe it. So you got to take the limits off of your your step. We talk a lot about faith, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is what the substance hope for, the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> by the elders, verse 2, obtained what? A good report. So if you want a good report, you get a good report by not focusing on what's broken or missing. You get a good report by realizing it and then start speaking what it takes to overcome what's broken and missing. And you get momentum step by step and you accelerate and break through whatever that barrier is. The second thing I talked a little bit to you about, I wish i talked more to you about, for you to live this limitless heritage that God has for you is let, let your love for God be proven. Everyone say be proven. Not theoretical. So You've heard me tell my testimony when I was battling depression. It took me a couple of years to even realize what it was. And it all came from, you know, really uh, feeling lonely and isolated and fatherless. Because my dad died when I was three months old. I was always kind of even trying to get God to love me more and trying to get God to love me and carry even after preaching 20 years at the time. But the breakthrough came when I read the scripture again. I'd read it many times in 1 John that, that he first loved me. So he first loved me takes the pressure off. He loved me before I was saved. So why would he have an issue loving me now? So the issue is not God loving me. The issue is me receiving his love. So instead of me trying to get love, I just need to receive love. And that changed my whole life. I've never been the same since. Now, there's a key that once you begin receiving that love, everything with God... God doesn't waste things. People think God's stupid or something. He doesn't waste stuff. So why would he release great visions and dreams to you if you don't take steps on the very simple dreams and visions he's already given you? Why would you have a great experience of God's unconditional love if you're not using the love you have already? <clears throat> so I'm not trying to get more of God's love. He just wants me To use the love I have, which is not just loving me but loving others, if I use the love I have, he'll give me a greater revelation of his love. If I use the faith I have, he'll give me a greater revelation and understanding of that faith. And therefore, I have access to do things that I could never dream or imagine before. I think about things now that younger people go, oh, you're believing for that? I can't even tell people what I believe for most of the time. They just go, he's nuts. I don't have time to deal with them. I'm not coming off my wall for idiots. Well, I just can't believe he called us idiots. Well, can't believe you called yourself an idiot. I didn't call you an idiot. <laughs> Need to raise your belief. Let love, you know, your love for God be proven, not theoretical. Well, I just love God. Have you been doing what He asked you to do? Try that with your spouse for about five years to see how it works. 1 <laughs> Corinthians 2, 9, I has not seen nor ear heard neither has entered into the heart of humanity the things God has prepared for those that love him. You'll see people that maybe have these amazing ministries and miracles and just people being healed and delivered, and then you'll see them fall a moral failure. And everybody, ooh, you know, that must have been of the devil, could not be been of God. How could God use them? Let me ask you something. How does God use you? You lie. You're a little white lies. as I lie. No, honey, I, 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 I did do that. The wind must have blown it over after I did it, and it blew out on the yard. Daddy, did you smoke reefer when you were in high school? No, I didn't do that. (laughs) Honey, did you think she was pretty? Oh, honey, no, I didn't even look at her, liar. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, you want to put levels of sin, levels on sin. There's no levels of sin. Sin is sin. You know the difference between someone that moves these great supernatural gifts and stuff and then you see them? It doesn't mean they were in it when they started that. And then they fall. Sometimes they get restored, sometimes they never do. Even in all that, they had such a great love for God. They could access things in the supernatural realm through love that's easy to get, but most of us can never get there because we're too busy doing that Christian thing and never tap into the love. I mean, if there's something you're really believing for, prove your love. Prove your love. You're not proving it to God. You're proving it to yourself that you're willing to love and to sacrifice. I'm not talking about a ministry of works, but the Bible does say faith without works is dead because it isn't faith. And works without faith is dead. It takes the two. But look what he says there. I never read that like this before. God has, put us, this, eyes not seen. So if I want to think something I've never thought, see something I've never seen, hear something I've never heard, have something to believe for in my heart that I could never imagine, the things which God has prepared for those that love him. Wow. So a lot of times you're trying to increase your faith when you need it to really increase your love. Every addicted lover of Christ is ordained as a limit breaker. Every addicted lover, someone that's addicted to loving Christ, just gets stuff. Why did that young lady that was living a life of prostitution and addiction, she comes into the church and gets saved, and two weeks later she needs a car, somebody buys her a car, A month later, needs a place to live. Somebody gives her a free house. It's nicer than your house to live in. And and man, she needed clothes. Now she has beautiful clothes. Now she even has nice jewelry in three months. And you've been saved 25 years and you're still paying off your used car? I dare God. What? I thought he loved me. See, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never love you any more than he does right now, but he'll never love you less than he does right now. The key is, can you prove your love to him? To whom much is given, much is required. That little girl just hadn't had a lot given to her yet. It's easy to get stuff. Now, as she gets stuff given to her, more be required of her. But right now, she's just being lavish with the Father's love. But once you've been in this thing a while, you don't prove your love the same way over and over. You've got to grow in the way you demonstrate your love for God. How do I show God my love? I got to love the things God loves. Mm. John 21, 15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon of Jonas, do you love me more than these? He said unto him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said unto him, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. So he says one of the ways is that you show me your love is not just by theoretically loving me, Simon, because I forgave you again after you lied on me three times and saved you from hell, and here you are, and I'm feeding you a free dinner. He said, another way you do it is through giving the revelation I gave you to someone else. Feed my sheep. See, if you don't share the truth God gives you, truth can't multiply in your life. If you're not sharing what you believe with others, then your belief can't grow. If you're not sharing the thinking that's being proven by God in His Word with others, then your thinking can't increase. It's a kingdom of sowing and reaping. If you want your hand shook, hold it out, right? It's a kingdom of sowing and reaping. You get what you sow. If you sow anger, you receive anger. If you sow Unforgiveness and bitterness That's what you get in every relationship Sooner or later If you sow grace and love You'll get some stuff come at you But you will have relationships in your life That have grace and love for you You get what you give Health, ministry, finances, career Whatever it is Whatever work you put in You get what you get 2 Corinthians 8-8 Paul said this. He said, I don't speak by commandment, but by the occasion of forwardness to others. In other words, I don't speak just from the law to you about love. I'm speaking by how you give and do for others, your forwardness to others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. He said, you know, what I'm talking to you about, love is not just you are commanded to love, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you really? I don't, I'm not there yet. I mean, that means if my neighbor come over and say, I need your car for a year, I would want someone to give me a car for a year if I didn't have a car. So if I love them, ask myself, I would give them my car. Jesus said, if someone steals your coat, give them two. Jesus said, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn and give them the other side. Ice ain't there yet. So I'm not gonna lie to myself, right? I'm just not gonna lie to myself. I'm working on it. I don't know about that slapping thing, giving stuff. But, but probably the hillbilly in me, I guess. But here's the thing. There's a lot of things I do that I would have never done before in serving people, taking my time, giving, sowing financially, sowing wisdom, loving them, gracing them, forgiving them, just listening to them, being there for them, making opportunities so others can be blessed through their life. There's a lot of things I do. But if I think that's enough, I'm deceived. Because if I want to walk at a higher level of thinking and asking, which is believing and being, the being is the love, the believing is the action. Faith is an action. It's a step. But if I don't believe it, how can I take it? If I don't set my mind up for a quantum leap, then I might just do that is really half a step and I lied and said it's a leap. I mean a leap is something you just, everything you got. Quantum means it's beyond what you can do. So this. So there are things to do to prove our love, that we truly love God and if you love God, you will love what God loves. Romans 8.28 says what? It says all things work together for good For them that love God. What kind of things? What kind of things? What kind of things? What kind of things? things? So that means you could love your mother in law. That means you could love that teenager driving you crazy. That means you could love a crazy neighbor, a crazy preacher. Means you can love that crazy staff you have or that crazy employer you have. You can love that crazy driver. It's a silver truck. Could have been me. Forgive me. But look at what it says now. See, we just read the Bible, but we don't read the Bible. What does all things mean? If it's all things, that could be a thing concerning your health. A thing concerning your finances, a thing concerning your family, your relationships, a thing concerning you know your anointing, your belief, so we're getting clues here how to operate in a limitless heritage. All things are possible to them that hope didn't you? All things are possible to them that what? Can you believe something if you don't think about it? If you don't come to the conclusion it's true, how are you going to believe it? Hey, there's a lot of miracles that happen in our life we don't even know they happen because we don't take the time to even think about it. We're complaining or we're in a traffic jam and it could be an angel holding you up so you're not the one in the next accident. I tell myself that and calm myself down in traffic when I. But I'm, I'm almost believing it. Praise God. I'm working on it. Everything works for love, by love in the kingdom, including faith. Galatians 5 6. Is this okay? I'm just kind of taking it slow with you. I mean, if I get up here and just preach hallelujah, you just go out of here all puffed up and I won't see you for three weeks. Everything works beloved in the kingdom. Galatians 5 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything or produces anything, but faith which works how? How's faith work? By love, through love, expressing itself through love. Expressing itself counts as faith. The only thing that counts as faith that expressing itself. Through love. In the King James it says, but faith which works by love. Our faith, get this in your spirit, write it down. Our faith will not work beyond our love level. Our faith will not work beyond our love level. If you're bored right now, you're not really thinking about all the hell you live through. Because if you would focus a little bit on some of that hell you've been going through instead of waiting until you get home today and gripe about it or worry about it, can't sleep, or start on it Monday. But if you would just think about it a little bit, not long, just a minute or so, write it down, and put it over here. Then start thinking, how can I raise my love level to walk at another level of faith? And then apply your love level and your faith level to that thing that's driving you crazy. Let me start on the third thing I want you to have, and then I'll finish this out next week. I got 10 minutes. Know and act on the knowledge that you have a reality of breaking limits in Christ. Know and act on the knowledge that you have the reality of breaking the limits in Christ. Know and act on the knowledge. So we're getting beyond just thinking about it. Knowledge means I've thought about it and made a decision and accepted the truth. Know and act. So just to know something is not revelation, that's information. To know and act on something is revelation. Know and act on knowledge that you have a reality of breaking limits in Christ. When I realize that through Christ, there's nothing I can't do, and the Holy Spirit lives in me, it opens up doors. Matthew eleven eleven. 11, among those born to women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than me. Jesus said this. As he's preaching to the people. He said, not one in the kingdom. That means the person that just gave their life to Christ and doesn't know anything yet except to receive Christ is greater than John the Baptist. Just prior to that, he said there's been no prophet or no no man born greater than John the Baptist, but he said the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Hmm. What that means is every child of God carries a greater potential Then John the Baptist, then David, then Moses, then Abraham. Pick one. Isaac, just pick one. Job. Ruth, whoever. Anyone in this room carries greater potential than any biblical hero. Daniel, you carry greater potential than any biblical hero you can read about in the Old Testament. But what's potential if it's not acted on? So I'm just trying to go slow so you start getting rid of some of your excuses. Well, if I just had enough faith. No, if you had enough love, you'd find the faith. See, when you're trying to get faith, to gets you healed because you love yourself a lot. (laughs) But when your neighbor's dying with cancer, you do a little quick prayer and yawn. Yeah, brother, you know I'm praying for you. You liar, you ain't praying for that, brother. You think about him every now and then, feel sorry for him, and throw some Hail Mary or something up in the air, but you're not doing anything for the brother. Are you really releasing fervent prayer for your neighbor? I mean, if you're not, don't lie to him. Say, I'm thinking about you some of the time. See, See, that's the key, guys. We are limited by our thinking. And if our thinking is not leading us to love first, you won't operate in faith faith does not operate. See, broke a limit. She <laughs> said, look at this. see. Well, my, my man Lenny did. God, Lenny just broke a limit. Amen. And God knows. He's using Band-Aids and rubber bands right now. We will have a new sound system this year. Jesus' name. He said, please, Pastor. But, but see, you want to operate in a higher level of faith, but are you demonstrating a higher level of love? Well, I don't know why I had to sow to get God doesn't need your money. And if God wanted to get a homeless person money, he could just have them find a a, a piece of gold under a rock or, you know, something valuable under a rock. He doesn't need you. That person's there so you can demonstrate love, which can release a higher level of faith, which releases a higher level of thinking and asking and receiving. Prayer is communing and conversing with God Asking and receiving from God. Which stage do you stop in? Communing means I'm in covenant and communion with. If I'm communing, I'm speaking and hanging out with. Communing. Prayer is what? Communing and conversing, having conversation, not one way yapping at God, but stopping and listening to what God says back to you. Communing, feeling his presence, worshiping him. Being intimate with him, just as though he's right there in front of you. He's in you, communing with, conversation, conversing with, then asking. See, we do the, hey, worship, love you, God, now, you would start asking. Asking is the prayer petition, which is faith being in action. See, the reason your prayer isn't getting answered, because you never ask it. No, I pray every day in the morning and at lunch and at night. I've done it for 10 years for that. Well, let me ask you, have you been communing with God? Have you been in conversation with him other than what you want? Because if you're not in communion, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, whoo, that what Jesus said? That's why he did communion. then you never ask in the first place. How can he hear a prayer unless it be by petition? He can't hear your petition if they're not the communion and conversation before the asking. You didn't even pray. You just yapped. Preacher's hard today, Paul. Might send me on vacation another week. Maybe I'll get mellow. Then what do you do? You move into receiving. Once I get the communing and conversation right, that means then I can put the petition together. A lot of times you're getting what you ask for. That's the problem instead of getting what you need. You don't always get, what is it, Mick Jagger something? And see, isn't that the way Christians are? Isn't that the way? So you don't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, oh, you, you might just might You get what you need. You just get by another day, right? You just get by. Oh, come on, you know I have no music in me. I love music, but I have no music. Preacher listening to Mick Jagger. Well, what have you been listening to? What have you been watching? Who have you been speaking to? I like, I like Rolling Stones still, you know. Every now and then, I'll flip that over on my Spotify just to mellow out. Me and Paul, sometimes we like some of that old stuff, riding around looking at prophets. But we're saved. I also listen to hours and hours of worship every week too, just to help you out. <laughs> if you don't have enough faith and you're so weak, don't listen to that secular music. You can go to hell. If you believe you can go to hell, you definitely don't need to listen to any second music. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? You're in a kingdom, and you're supposed to be in charge, but you're supposed to be separate, isolated, not hear or see. How do I know how to deliver and set people free if I don't hear and see? Oh, okay. Anyway, just, just a thought. Oh. So have you really been requesting, how can I use faith and receive what I need or what I want? See, I, I, I get a lot what I need. I don't get as much what I want. But if you don't think about and know what you want, how are you going to get it? You end up getting what you need. Let me close with this. Anything from the word of God that does not move you into action is not revelation. It's just information. Revelation always triggers you to action. Revelation provokes you to action. You, you can't stand not doing it, believing it, saying it, taking a stab when it's truly revelation to you. And you cannot see a thing clearly and still doubt it. Get this. If I see something so clear, I can never doubt it. That's how magicians, okay, or magicians get you right. They make you, the illusion is they make you believe you saw something that you didn't and you'll argue and fight over them. They cheated. No, they were just really good at the illusion. A lot of Christians live under a good illusion. Come on, we, we think God said it. We think we saw it. We, and then when we don't get what we thought, we're really getting what we thought we saw. We just think, well, God loves them more than me and, you know, I don't, I'm not good enough and that's a lie. You cannot see a thing clearly and still doubt it. You see it and you run. Say, I'm gonna run with it. Jeremiah, we'll get ready to pray here. Jeremiah 20 verse 9, it says about his word, So his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Hebrews 12, 29, our God, what is a consuming fire? Whatever does not move you is not revelation so if I want to live in a revelation and take a quantum leap in my life in 2020 this is already the 19th day of this year the 19th day of this year so what have you done to this point with the first 19 days of this year